Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to our predictions speculation series for Andor. We will be talking about episode seven of the series. We just reviewed episode six, The Eye, on Wednesday. So if you haven't checked out a review there and want to hear our thoughts on it, go to that video. It will be linked to the cards and the end screen of this video. But we will be talking about today predictions and speculations for the second half of Andor not just episode seven, but really where this whole thing might be headed here in the future. But before we do so, please hit that like button down below and comment below. Let us know what you think will be happening in episode seven and the second half of the season of Andor season one. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. We are on the march to 1000 subs and every subscription matters. So if you haven't subscribed, that's the best way to let us know that you enjoy our content and that you want to see more of the types of stuff we're putting out there. So your subscription will really, really help us out and help us continue to make the types of Star Wars content you want to see here on our channel. So let's get into Andor Episode 7 Predictions and Speculation. Uh, there's quite a few things to talk about, obviously, now that the plot has progressed to the point where we've kind of expected it to after the last couple of weeks. We've completed our heist. We've finished off most of these characters who have been involved with the heist and we are seemingly transitioning especially with the last two tags of this episode to more of the grander galaxy focus we've got the isb going on that we've kind of sidelined for the last two episodes we've got mon mothma in the senate which i really want to talk about because i think that was uh, the most interesting of the of the three little epilogue tags that were added to this episode and then we also have luthan and how he's going to be reconnecting with cassian the crew and getting all the money that he was you know put up this whole heist for so what's he going to be using that for all of that really we can speculate on and it will lead to hopefully a pretty rich discussion here but uh what were some of your thoughts on kind of the end teases that came out here at the end of the eye yeah, I would say the Senate and the ISB meeting ones were pretty juicy, considering how short they were. Um, yeah, we're let's just begin with the Mon Mothma stuff. We're really pushing into the Gorman stuff right now. Um, I think some things were a little telling about that scene. She's giving a proposal. She's like, yeah, basic rights, you know, let them have a voice, an investigation. It's clearly a lot of political talk for understanding that you're in a losing sort of situation anyways with this system, but let's follow like the procedures that the bureaucracy that the empire loves when it comes to like military and stuff. Let's put it here to the Senate chambers and let these people deal with their things in a respectful manner underneath the empire. And I thought that was a nice kind of connective tissue in a way with how Gorn and some of the other Imperials on Aldani uh treated the aldanians and their like rituals like yeah most of them don't have any real respect but you know it has to be said that sometimes just following routine and tradition is in a, in a, in a way at least some form of a little bit of respect uh, i think another thing that was pretty telling there weren't too many chamber seats filled up i feel like it 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 reminds me a lot about reading about like politicians all around the world who just don't show up for like meetings. And it, it felt like under the empire, at least like an abundant amount of senators are just not 
showing up for any sort of these calls, the regularly scheduled meetings. They're just showing up for the big votes and like a couple of things that pertain to their issues, their wants and needs, which I think is a pretty interesting way to look at imperial politics, um, especially with a Senate that's already faltering uh, at its core. It looks like they all got alerted um, about the Aldanian stuff that was going on. I would think so, at least, unless they're pushing up the Gorman stuff a little earlier. But I, I don't think that would happen. Um, it seems like it, they were becoming aware of like the whole thing with the imperial sector money being stolen. I, I would say to kind of summarize, like, yeah, there's a lot of cool, rich things to see about how the empire and the politicians of the empire kind of deal with things at this point in time. For Mon Mothma specific, specifically, this Gorman stuff seems like it's already a lot more pressing than I expected it to be. Um, maybe that's like a motivation fuel that she kind of builds off of. Maybe this is starting to push her more towards outwardly rebel activities. It seems like it's going to maybe come slightly closer to a head um, by the end of the season. Because I don't feel like you bring this massive tease of the Gorman massacre again as it's being built up unless you kind of want to rapidly escalate. There might be a few more stages, like there might be some sort of like civilian unrest instead of just like protest before this peaceful protest on the landing platform where they're killed um, with the Star Destroyer landing on them. So I could see them kind of flesh this out a little bit more to give a little bit more meteor political stuff for Mon Mothma and her turn fully to the rebellion. That was the richest thing there. Uh, ISB, I don't really have much of a comment there. I, I would say it seems like Dedra is going to really take advantage of this. Maybe maybe Blevin in his sector, that includes Aldani, and he'll be... I don't think I saw him in the room coming in, so maybe he's going to be dealing with things there um, and that he has to put a little bit more focus to, and maybe that's how Dedra kind of sneaks into this Ferex position. I know in the trailers we saw Vel, and it seems like she's on Ferex. Uh, so I don't. I think she's going to be a little bit more of a direct player, possibly with Luton's plan still moving forward. We totally forgot. Like, what's Cyril going to do? Is, is his uncle going to? I don't know if his uncle is going to directly help him connect him with Dedra, but it seems like he's got to have something pretty major because he's been sidelined for essentially three episodes, um, other than his the scenes with his mother. I don't know if the timing with the Aldani stuff and the ISB and how they're reporting would allow him to jump into the fold there. But it'd be pretty interesting to see if he could lend some insight to Dedra that she could then maneuver her way into taking charge of Ferrix and seeing Blevin's own advice about you, you'll you fall alone in the ISB if you make a silly move here or there. Maybe she kind of uses it against him, say like, oh, it's his failings that caused Aldani stuff to fall apart, therefore I should take Ferrix. And then we see him demoted or lose even the ranking of an ISB intelligence officer. I think circling back to Mon Mothma, that was similar thoughts to what I had about, I, I think it's really interesting showing the Senate basically empty. It's a lot of the, the imagery we've already seen a lot in even as, as early as the Bad Batch uh, post Revenge of the Sith where it's a lot of fat cats sitting in the Senate doing nothing and they don't really care about anyone. They're just <laughs> out there to reap the benefits of being an Imperial Senator which is kind of what Palpatine wants and what Palpatine has set up. It's like, yeah, let's put these figureheads here 
act like they're doing something, but they're not really doing anything. They're just sitting here doing nothing. And while I run a dictatorship, but it looks like I'm not running a dictatorship. And those very few who are still actively in the Senate, like Mon Mothma, even less people want to hear what she has to say because we see even the few that actually show up, a lot of them are leaving. I was I was a little mixed on whether they were leaving because they just had no, did not want to hear what she had to say, which is kind of what my first thought was. But also um, with the tag of the Luthan thing and the guy reading the newspaper about like, oh, did you see what happened on Aldani? Maybe they're re leaving because they heard about Aldani and they're like, this is more important than whatever Mon Mothma is talking about. I, I think either one still springboarding where Mon Mothma is going in the show. At first, when they first showed the, the like lone empty Senate car. I thought, oh, maybe is she looking over for like Bail Organa or somebody who's like not there or somebody who, but then no, they showed like a million of them empty. So uh, that wasn't it. But um, hopefully Bail shows up in the show at some point. But anyway, yeah, the Mon Mothma thing, I think that was honestly the thing I was most looking forward to in this entire show. And I'm glad that it seems to be pushed forward we are definitely going to get towards where we are in season two of rebels by the end of the season, because they said that we're accelerating next season to four years before uh, a new hope. And then three years, two years, one year, uh, right. Zero BBY. So uh, I believe that part takes place at, at least four uh, BBY. So we should be there sooner rather than later, but yeah, I'm excited for, for the Senate conversations, because this episode, episode six, gave us far more of what we've seen in the trailers than I thought we were going to get, because it's been so spread out throughout the first five episodes that, like, now I feel like we've seen a solid 90% of what we've seen in the trailers, and a lot of what we haven't seen has been related to Mon Mothma. So I'm excited to see where she's going, and also Luthen. I think we could see the next couple episodes, especially if the series continues to make itself into mini arcs that build on each other. Maybe the next couple episodes are predominantly Luthen and Mon Mothma. I would really like that. I think, I think Cassian's made a nice turn and seen at least one full episode of like Mon Mothma in the Senate and then her springboarding Luthen into we got to get Cassian to do one more thing for us. And then it just keeps spiraling until Cassian's now actually a part of this whole thing. Uh, I think that is an interesting direction to go in. Uh, the ISB, I think the most interesting thing about the ISB from the tease we got is just the fact that the fact that this news is out there to me really surprises me. Like the people are able to read about this little, you know, five person heist, even if it did, they did steal a lot of money. The fact that the propaganda machines of the Empire has let this out, and, and really the ISB has let this out, surprises me. And I think that's what the you know, the emergency meeting probably is about that almost as much as it's about we got to find these people. Because that's a, that's a bad look, I guess, for the propaganda machine of the Empire. But it has been 15 years since the Imperial inception, so maybe they are a little more laxed than they were. But I think, for me, Luthen and Mon Mothma are the two next episode that I'm really looking forward to. It's, it's the most intriguing part of the, the season for me. I think Cassian will become, he is who he is. And I think he's going to become 
more and more open-minded towards the rebellion here as the season goes on. But I think the meat of Cassian's stories are going to start to come end of this season, beginning of next season, throughout next season. I, I'm excited for the early political formations of the rebellion here. Maybe we get the Sagarera stuff that we saw in the trailer next episode. That's the like the very few things we've seen in the trailers that we haven't gotten. So I love getting to this point in our predictions and speculations because it's uh, <laughs> it, it's when we can start just wildly guessing without having to refer back to something because uh, it's nice when they, the teases are all used up early. Yeah, no, it's, it's just an, it's an open range. It's just shoot. If something strikes, you're like, Oh wait, what the heck? That is an open field here. It's like, that's kind of how it feels before transition. I do want to say, I think you're right. I think the next episode could seriously just be a lot of Mon Mothma stuff and a lot of, of, just uh, Luthen doing his machinations behind the scenes. Um, even though he was stressed out in this episode, this whole arc, because he's not really a player, he hasn't like lost it like we've seen in the trailer. Like, oh, you're slipping. That hasn't happened just yet. Um, and I feel like that scene might be later-ish. I know in my speculation last uh, week, I was thinking that Luthen would have just come into this episode to help them with their getaway, but his ship has, he still hasn't done any of those crazy things with his laser. So that's, I don't know if that's something that he might do in like the next three episode arc or whatever, that it's like the end of final action for him. I could also see potentially like we don't see Cassian in his present form for the next two episodes. Um, if we're going to do go for like a mini arc of two episodes and then do like an elongated four episode arc to finish off the season, maybe this two episodes gives us pure Mon Mothma, pure Luthen. And then the only casting that we do get is maybe Clone Wars flashbacks, maybe just teases of him at the end as maybe looking at like Nemec's manifesto. Maybe that like stirs up memories of like the Clone Wars and the ending of that and the clone trooper scenes that we've seen in the flashbacks. Because I don't really see, again, it is still, we're, we're shooting right now, we're spitballing. So obviously we don't see anything with how final episode six feels in a lot of ways to what we've seen so far. But I don't see those Clone Wars flashbacks being directly connected to like the sort of prison outbra- uh, outbreak that he's part of, that he's involved in. Might, may, maybe unless it's connected to Camino or Wayland or something, but I don't think uh, Cassian would be directly connected with that stuff yet it seems a little too early for him to be in the realm of that possibility but i could see definitely his flashbacks being used as like a source of like reminder of like who he was like the little bit more of the boy he was as back um when he first lost his sister when he was first adjusting to living on ferrix plus as possibly the knowledge that luton has of what happened on Ferris with his father kind of expanding on that, maybe giving us a little bit more reasons for why Luton thought he could be like his perfect agent. He could be his perfect guy who can do these sort of missions for him. But I think now should be a good time to move into like, what, what are those scenes with Cassian in the prison, the Imperial white suit garb stuff? Like I, it feels like prison outbreak, but it also feels like, he's not just simply in prison and breaking out. It feels like he's on a mission and he's undercover. I don't know. What are your thoughts there? I think he's definitely going to get roped back into going on missions. I think uh, that's going to be part of his whole arc with 
having his heart turn. Like I, I do think he's going to consider himself a rebel by the end of the season. So we've got six episodes to get him there. And I, I think some more reluctant missions for money might be a place for him to really get tied into this. Uh, there's always the possibility, right, with the ISB and with Cyril getting involved, that his trail gets too hot and he has to turn back to Luthen himself as like a, how can I, you know, get out of this? How can you protect me? You got me into this. And maybe Luthen just forces him onto missions, you know, as kind of like a, a payment for his own protection. I could see that kind of coming about. I think... Regardless, we're going to get another, at least a couple episodes where Cassian is is undercover doing missions. This is his show after all, but I think, uh, I, I doubt if we're thrown immediately back into the fire next week with him. I do think we're going to settle and kind of set the direction of this whole series. I think it will be the three groups we saw at the end of this episode that will play the dominant role. I think it'll be Luthen. Mon Mothma and the ISB, and it will be crossing back and forth from all of them. Maybe the end of the episode is Luthen meeting up with uh, Cassian. But yeah, I think uh, I, I I do think we're gonna s see it happen as a mission, though. What you were talking about. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think we really know much else about that. It I I don't know. Do you think timing wise that breakout stuff? It feels like because we do also see him in other scenes back on barracks with the shaved face. Um, now with stormtroopers on barracks, so it feels like whatever this mission is that he's roped into, if, even if it doesn't happen in set episode seven necessarily, it feels like it should be concluded by the end of nine at the very latest. Um, because he has to go back to Ferrix. That I feel like we started at Ferrix. Um, everything in by Tony Gilroy's interviews and what the actors have said is that this is a year um, about that changes Cassian, changes the direction of the rebellion as we know it. But we also deal heavily with things on Ferrix. And I feel like you can't just go back to Ferrix for an episode. So it feels like maybe that is our final arc. So this has to happen at least eight and nine. I'm not sure to what it would do to change his character further. Um, but it feels like everything that he's going to be going on has to take him a step closer to that almost fanatical devotion to the, the rebellion. I would say for me, I do want to see him um, actually read the Nemec stuff. And then while he's on this mission, maybe like justify for himself the first time the killings that he does in cold blood because we've gone the killing in cold blood of the guy trying to rough him up on Morlana one. And that was more accidental. You could still see his reaction at the end. And he was like, Oh fuck. Like I, this was a mistake, but also just like, damn, I, I really killed him. I didn't mean to kill that first guy, but I had to, it's like, I was put in this corner. This killing was like, I think I mentioned it off screen with you, but killing Skeen felt like a personal thing. Cause he, even if he didn't love Nemec, it was like, I I want to be, to be in a galaxy where a kid like that has a chance to continue doing things like that, um, to have an influence on me. And he was sh being shaped by that. And then the whole story about the orchard, 
But <laughs> Skeen's like, oh, that was a lie. I don't have a brother. I don't have an orchard. I think that was really what set him off that he killed him. It wasn't even about like, oh, let's split the money. Right. Um, I think that's what definitely diverged paths for them. But it feels like the show is going to deal with like, if we're going to have four arcs in this first season, it's going to all end with casting killing someone in cold blood. So the next time we see him kill someone in cold blood, I liked him to like try to give himself a justification. And if it's slightly because of the undercover mission that he's on, plus the Nemec stuff that he's being influenced by, I think that would be a nice step towards this casting and or that we know about who's in his own mental prison um, that we hear about in Rogue One. Yeah, I think that would be a nice connection, especially tied to that last part you said, the the turret line. And I do think the Ferrex stuff, I think that's the finale. I think that's great. You know, the starting point, ending point is a great way to wrap up, especially a longer season to recall things, you know, that we experienced at the beginning to recall who Cassian is at in episodes one, two, and three before he goes on this life-changing journey that he doesn't really want to be involved in. But to see it come back and to see him want to be there and to make his final stand there, I think is really important for his character and a nice way to symbolize his growth. So that would be an ideal place to end it. And I think I think getting there is going to be the exciting thing. How what challenges are is he put in front of what really ch- tests his faith, what makes him see a new path? And again, the political stuff. How are we getting there? How are we getting to Mon Mothma declaring herself a re- rebel in front of the entire galaxy in Star Wars Rebels? That is what I want to see most in this show. So thank you all so much for watching our episode seven predictions and speculations. Comment below again and let us know what you think will happen in episode seven and the rest of season one here in the future. Uh, We will be responding to all your comments. So let us know down below. If you haven't yet like this video and then subscribe, if you haven't subscribed, it'll really help us out and it will let us know that you want to see more of our content and which types of content you want to see here in the future from Star Wars Lads. Thank you all so much for watching. Stay tuned next week for our tier list. And if you haven't voted in that poll, vote for the tier list you would like to see next Monday. And then stay tuned for another review and predictions and speculations for Andor next week. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.